Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. And with us right now, it's word of mouth consultant, it's the author of The High Five Effect, it's Matt Ward. Hi, Matt. How are you? I'm great, Josh. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. All right, Matt. High level. Tell us what you do. I help service-based business professionals get more word of mouth referrals in their service-based business. That's at a high level. I help them build better relationships and make more sales through referrals. Oh, well, what are most service-based businesses not doing well? Well, how come they're not getting that automatically? Yeah. So everybody out there typically thinks that their clients refer them. And that's because they got a great referral one time from a client. But the reality is that really isn't true. They're not tracking it. And so they're spending all their time focused on being the best at customer service, which is important. Um, But they're trying to get referrals from people that are not in a position to refer them. So that's a real challenge. What they need to do is focus on the centers of influence. Yeah, right, right. Okay, well, so who are centers of influence? And and I think a lot of people who are listening to our conversation will go, okay, that sounds great. I don't have a problem with that. So how do I do that more? Yeah, so a center of influence is somebody who's in a position to refer you. They wouldn't necessarily buy your product. An example, um, realtor and mortgage professional. They may not actually do business together as clients, but they could refer on a regular basis, right? Um, Web designer and IT professional. Same scenario. Um, And so the way you actually deal with that, the way you get more of those is it's a really simple process on a blank sheet of paper. The left side, you write down your last 10 clients. And on the right side, you write down who referred them. And if a client referred the client, you throw that one out. And you keep doing that until you get 10. And then once you have 10, you just look at the right side and you say, what do all those referral sources have in common? Are they all in the same little league program that that I'm in? Are they all in financial services like accountants or insurance people? Are they all in the real estate market? Who are those people? Where do they live? What do they do? What's the common denominator about those people? And that's going to tell you where your referral sources and your ideal centers of influence are located. That's incredible. Okay. So once we know, we say, well, it's because of this group. I just keep, people kept, keep word of mouthing me in this Facebook group or something like that. And I've gotten some great people. So once we discover that, what do we do with that Intel? Yeah. So we double down on it, right? Now we start building relationships with these people because real quick question for you, Josh, how do you outrun a bear? (laughs) <laughs> See, you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun your buddy. <laughs> your friend. That's right. That's exactly right. And in business, Josh, you just have to outrun the competition. So if you're a realtor working with a mortgage professional and you want those referrals, all you have to do is stay in touch and build a relationship, stay one step ahead of the next realtor who's doing that same thing. If you're a web designer building a relationship with an IT company, then you just need to stay in touch a little bit more than the next person. That way you are more top of mind 
when that IT company has a referral for you, when that mortgage professional has a, has a referral for you. And so mm. you just do that by staying in touch. Text messages, Facebook messages, LinkedIn messages, handwritten cards. I know, whoa, hello, I have to send something through the mail. Yes, you want to go from the inbox to the mailbox, and that's going to stand out. Yeah. Uh, So, Matt, I suspect that you came to this realization, and it's it's actually, it's simple, and it's brilliant. (laughs) And I feel like so many of us, uh, you know, especially I'm thinking of like, you know, consultants and coaches that I get to serve, you know, it's like, they're just, they just keep showing up and keep doing the stuff. And, and I think sometimes we do those because it's just kind of like supposedly just best practices, right? Or, you know, we've heard a guru talk about, well, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Or maybe we do that activity because it feels good to our ego, right? Uh, you know, well, gosh, I love being on stage and it's so good for my, well, it might be, but, you know, are you actually getting business from that? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I think that that's, you know, it's 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 fair to be very uh, honest with ourselves about this activity that might feel good, but, you know, it's it's not driving any new business. Yeah. And, and this is partly why I wrote the book, The High Five Effect, which is how to do business with people that who bring you joy. Because even if you're not getting referrals from this, which you will, I can guarantee you you'll get referrals. I can't guarantee when you'll get them, but you'll get them. Even if you're not, though, wouldn't you just want to surround yourself with awesome people? <laughs> actually bring a smile to your face and joy to your life? Because the problem that I found long ago, Josh, was that when people left the corporate world, to start their own small business. They wanted three things. More uh, more money, more time, and more freedom. And they get none of those th- three things in the first five years. They're, they're <laughs> constrained by the business. They, the business owns them. In fact, their family rarely sees them, right? And so they give up all these other personal time things and the things that, that, that actually bring them joy, their hobbies, whether it's surfing or walking or whatever it might be. They give up all of that stuff in in exchange for what they think will be a successful business. Mm. And in fact, it controls them so much that they lose money and they lose time and they lose relationships. And so what I believe is, is, is that if you build relationships with the idea of looking for mutual people, like-minded people, that ultimately they will start to refer because they care about you. And what's missing in this whole world of referrals is that everybody's been taught for years that people do business with who they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. And I wrote in my first book about referrals in 2018 that, that I don't believe that people do. I believe that people do business with who they know, like trust and care about. And Mm -hmm. the care is an important four letter word that everybody's missing in this day and age. If you care about other people, not for the purpose of referrals, but because you care, they will care about you. And if those relationships are business relationships, that care comes in the form of referrals. Yeah. How do we go from no like, and trust to care? It, it, it's, you do it by transitioning away from business and more mm. toward personal. Yeah. So yep. no like and trust is important and, and you have to do those things in order to get to the caring mode. Mm. But do I really care? Like, do I know about your family? Do I know what you do for your hobbies? 
if if I know that you're a um I, I, like a skateboarder, right? You've been skateboarding all your years. You did it through high school and college. And now you have one of these long short board things and you, you like to go do that thing. And then I'm walking through an airport gift shop and I see a skateboard keychain. Do I buy it and just ship it to you and say, Hey, Josh, I thought of you, right? Like that's a caring mm-hmm. move, right? That's not a business move. It's a keychain. It costs three bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, at an airport store, it's going to cost about 30, but <laughs> you get the point. Like, am I, am I, am I doing it just like you were my friend? Yeah. And that's where we have to kind of transition because here's the one thing I tell people all the time, Josh, is that if you do this for referrals, it will not work. We will see through it. They will see through it. Yeah. And that's why sales is gross to a lot of people because the people on the receiving end of this feel like it's just a charade and and people are doing it just because they want the sale. And when you're authentic about it, it doesn't come across that way. Yeah. 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 You can't, you can't force it. You can't fake it. Like we, we know when, when, you know, you have an ulterior motive, we know when you're, you know, truly interested in us. And, um, you know, I think, you know, the, it's there's a lot of that missing because I think, unfortunately, there have just been far too many bad marketing gurus out there that have said, you know, people are just numbers, just throw more ads out there and just, you know, dial in that funnel and hit, use hypnotic marketing copy. And it's it's so artificial. It's so fake. Uh, and I think consumers who have just been burnt out on that stuff just wholeheartedly don't enjoy it. So it's also they, why they don't trust you when you start actually caring about them. So one of the challenges oh, yes, I have with my right. clients is I tell them to do these reach outs, which is just reaching out to people saying, hello, how's business? How are you? And mm-hmm. usually the first two or three times they do that, it's dead silence. It's radio yes. silence. You know, because they're like, this is odd. People don't do this. You're weird. And yeah. what happens is as you re- do it more and create a pattern of, of a repetitive pattern of this, they start to wake up and they go, Oh, they, they really, this person's really not trying to sell me something. Mm-hmm. And so the key is also when they respond to not sell them something. Yeah. Because now you're right. just, Oh, you're wouldn't just that, that'd be ruin the whole thing. And I and, know, you know, fed into what they believed was going to happen. And yep. so when they call or you, or they answer the phone, you know, you just say, Hey, I just want to check in. They're like, Hey, what's up? You know, Nothing. I just wanted to check in and see how business was. Oh, really? Yeah, it's shocking to hear those conversations, Josh, because so many other people are just calling and say, hey, um, I was calling to see if you needed another widget. Or, hey, did you did you want to upgrade your plan? You know, I mean, think about it. Think, think about, you know, for those people who are listening or watching, think about, like, do you have a pool? Do you have a pool service company? Think about when they call you. They don't do that. <laughs> and when they call you, it's because of X, Y, and Z. The price is going up. They or there's something. a change in your plan. <laughs> or they want to sell you something. A yeah. warranty. or You know? So, I, it's... I mean, we, we, we've heard it all the time. Josh, you know what the story is, right? I'm so glad we got to talk today, Josh, because I've been trying to get a hold of you about your extended car warranty. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's uh, always yeah. fun to hear. Right. But like, that's the, that's what's ruined this whole thing about yeah. touch points and, and reach outs and relationships. And so you have to be genuine and you have to let it go and let it flow. Let it take time. It takes, mm. uh, you got to play the long game with this. Yeah. You gotta be okay with that. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, authentically, you know, communicating like a friend, you know, in sales, you know, I contend that, you know, friends don't generally ghost friends, but boy, do we ghost salespeople, right? And so um, what are some ways that we could look at our own sales processes and, and improve? Like, you know, if someone legitimately like is in our sales flow, how can we better rehumanize and more, you know, include more relationship growth uh, activity in there? I mean, and anything that you would that you would say, yeah, you should be doing this. You should stop doing I this. I think it's relatability, right, Josh? I mean, mm. if we can relate to the individuals, right? So first of all, do we ask enough questions, discover their pain points? Do we have a solution? Can we truly help them? And I've learned a lot about that from my good friend, Jason Cutter, who wrote a book called Selling with Authentic Persuasion. And mm. in that book, he talks about that, that you have a responsibility to help people which is the transition point that you have to go from building the relationship to actually sales mode is that, do you have the thing that helps these people solve their problem? Now, if you've gotten to that point and they're not quite there yet and you're still maintaining that relationship, I think relatability is a key. One of the things I always encourage people to do consistently is to connect on social media channels with people, not just LinkedIn, but also Facebook. If a person is willing to connect with you on a personal level on Facebook, and again, I'm not talking about a brand page. I'm talking about your personal account. And people ask me all the time, but wait, Matt, shouldn't we keep personal and business separate? And my response to that is absolutely not. Isn't business personal? Right? Because otherwise I'm just a transaction Mm. and that feels gross. Yeah. No kidding. So don't, you know, make, make it personal, right. And have a relationship there. That's more than just a transaction. And I get it. Some of you might be thinking, but that takes too much time, too much effort. I have numbers to make. We all have numbers to make. If you're self-employed, you have a mortgage to pay, you know, unless your house is paid for Right. And so you, we all have bills to pay every month. So we have numbers we have to make. That's the reality. But if you want to play the long game on this and never really have to ever make a cold call or quote unquote sales call again, then build the relationship. And as you're nurturing these relationships, even in the sales cycle, you can insert comments about, you know, their favorite football team, sports team, hockey team, theoretically the weather, right? Where they might live if they're in the mm-hmm. snow belt versus the sun belt or Arizona. There's a lot that you can do and insert into these relationships. One of the things I talk to people about is when you write a handwritten card, you have an opening message and you have a closing message. And then you have the sandwich message, the, the statement in the middle, which is what I refer to as a callback. It's a callback to a previous conversation. Hey, Josh, thanks for having me on the podcast, Right. Josh, I hope you're doing well. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Looking forward to our next conversation. That's the opening, the sandwich, and the close, right? And it's pretty basic formula for moving, you know, the relationship forward because what you're doing now is you're referencing something that you previously talked about. 
And oh, by the way, let me add one more thing, Josh, is that when folks mail a handwritten card, uh, do not put your business card in it because the minute you do that, it makes it about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's good advice. So just keep it, um, just keep it in the friend zone. It, it's yeah. like, I, I contend that, you know, it's like, and I've had sales calls that, you know, we end up geeking out on music for like 12, 15 minutes. And, Perfect. you know, to me, that was just like so connective, yeah. you know, and it's like, you know what, should I have been, you know, going to the talking points or whatever? I, I don't know. It, it, to me, it's like, I'd rather, I'd rather have someone walk away feeling so great about an experience and play the long game. And um, I know that that could be frustrated for people like, I got to make sales now. Right. But if you can keep playing the long game and you keep on building those relationships, particularly again, with those centers of influence, we don't have to work anymore. Right. Because here's everything funny thing will just be, everything will come inbound to you. Yeah. And here's the funny thing about that. Even if the person a, that you had the music talk with, well, so, so first of all, let me compartmentalize this into two thoughts. The first of which is, what awesome thing did I learn in the music conversation? Because mm -hmm. I know we learned something in that conversation, right? And so I took away this thing that, I don't know, the Bee Gees did this or Elvis did this or Michael Jackson did this, whatever, right? So I learned that from that person. So that's, that's point number one. What did I learn from that small talk conversation? Point number two, if this person doesn't do business with us, we will have left them with a lasting impression that mm. they will very likely refer us in the future, provided we stay in touch. And so, because we weren't about the sale, they just didn't need it or didn't feel like it was helpful at the moment. Um, remember that no, isn't always no. Sometimes it's not right now. Yeah. Right. Right. Here's the other thing that drives me totally, totally batty, Josh. Email signatures that have one sentence in them that say the best compliment you can oh, give me is yeah, a referral right. to your friends and family. I just want to reiterate that the best compliment you can give me is that I'm cute. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's that is begging for referrals. And I know. People need to stop begging for referrals. It makes you look desperate. You should never yeah. ask for a referral ever, 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 ever. Wow. It, it puts somebody in a really bad situation. Yeah, it is. Right? It's. It's like, oh, we're, we do that in this relationship. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hey, Josh, you know, uh, I like, helped stop. you with the life insurance recently. Um, and, and it sounds like I've solved the problem for you. Is that right? Yeah, great. Well, so my business is built on referrals. Do you know anybody? I mean, it's gross. It's yeah. Gross. We, we were taught, there were sales reps at car dealerships I, were taught that. It's really uncomfortable. I feel cheap. Not only that, like... You put the, the receiver of that question is put in a very awkward position and you get usually two responses. Number one, you get a name. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Josh needs a new car. I know he drives a car. He probably needs a new car. Give him a call. He doesn't need it. That's not a referral. A referral is somebody ready, willing and able to buy. That's mm. a lead at best. Mm -hmm. And then the number two response you get is, oh, yeah, you know what? Um, let me get back to you. And then you get yeah. radio silence, right? right? Yeah, it's it's like I don't know. Awkward. I don't. I don't. I I do. I do that wholeheartedly when it comes up naturally. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if I'm forced to do it, it's just yeah. weird. Yeah. And so here's the big game changer in all of this. This is why we started talking about partners, referral partners before. If we build relationships with people who are on a position to refer, then they will be taught by us to bird dog 
the question, bird dog the referral by asking a question. Mm. For instance, I teach people who are like business coaches, financial advisors, bankers who are talking to new businesses and things like that. Um, hey, are you getting enough referrals? That's the question. Mm. Are, you ha- are you getting enough referrals? If the answer is yes, then I will, I'm not interested in trying to convince them to work with me. That mm. just doesn't work. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And I mean, that's the easiest way to know how to explain your service is assess if there's even a need first. And if there's not a need, how that's, and you start pitching somebody who has no need for your offer. That's, that's so super awkward. Please don't yeah, do so, that. And when I, when I used to own my web agency, we taught the IT providers to ask a simple question. Is your website working for you? Is it effective? Yeah. Yeah. And based on the response, they would then be able to ask another question and or send a referral. Hey, you should call my guy, Matt. Right. Mm. Okay, great. That's an awesome referral. All right. By the way, hey, you should call my guy is not the great way to hand it off. It's it's l- let me make an introduction. Yeah. Let me make you intro. and Matt yeah, and sure. then I do the, the two part introduction. Yeah. Um, and so bird dogging the question is so important that you have to train your partners over time to do this, which is why the relationship takes time. Trust. Yeah takes time. You can't hack trust. Um, you can hack the time a little bit by sending more handwritten cards, but you can't hack the trust part. So you just have to, you just have to stay in touch as much as you feasibly possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Matt, how do you work with people today? Yeah. So I work with people through speaking on stages, um, company wise, I work with them in a sort of unlimited capacity every month, you know, open access to me. And I coach them on how to build these relationships, who to, who to target, who's already in their contact database that they think could be great referrals, but they're not getting referrals from, and they don't understand or know why. Mm -hmm. And then I'm there for them as a resource in order for them to say, Hey, I just had this call with Josh. And he said this, what should I do next? Many people don't know how to get started or how to continue that process on. And that's what I help them do. So yeah, one-on-one, yeah. Uh, I work with a lot of um, brokers, realtors, people like that, uh, service-based industry professionals. It's uh, where the relationship needs to happen. That's that's what I love to do. Yeah. There's gold in them there hills if you're willing to just show up and, and you know, be a good person and allow people to do. Like, I love talking about the products and services that I love. So, Matt, this is very, very timely advice. Your website is breakthrough-champion.com. Is that correct? That is correct. That is correct. When people go there, what, what would you recommend they do? Uh, well, one of the things they can do is take the caring assessment. That's in the top of the website. that will show them how much they care about other people and they'll get a caring score from that. And then if they want, they can email me that and we can talk about it, but it's just a self-awareness of how much we actually care about other people, which will change the game when it comes to referrals. I like it. Cool. I'm going to take it right now. Matt Ward. Thank you so much. Again, your website is uh, breakthrough-champion.com. Matt Ward. Thank you so much for joining us. Josh, thank you for having me. And as I always like to say on every video I produce, don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around (laughs) Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new thoughtful entrepreneur high ticket sales coaching program, which you can try absolutely free. 
no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. Mm-hmm.